Two Chocolate Cakes is a story of two cakes, bookended at the beginning of one life and at the end of another, and all the culinary and emotional layers in between those moments. Pastry wrapped olives. The Bullocks lived behind us up over the rocky ledge in a huge rambling house with two kitchens and a 20 mile unobstructed view of the Connecticut River Valley all the way to the Long Island Sound. Their house rained over the tree line, but you couldn't see our house, which was obscured by the granite ledge that the Bullock house sat on. The original Mr. and Mrs. Bullock were a kindly old rich couple. Their son, Ron Bullock, owned a successful advertising agency, and was the town Republican chairman for Lyme. My parents called him the kingmaker. His wife, Nan, taught school until she had her babies late in life, and then became a housewife and a political hostess. When the elder Bullocks died within a few months of each other, the younger Bullocks took over the estate, had the two babies, and hired me to be their mother's helper, and then their nanny. It seems so long ago but I think I was about 12 when I started working for them. It was the year that my father had backhanded my sister at the dinner table, breaking her nose, which was already damaged from her own recent drunk driving accident. It was the year after my grandfather died, finally, of a cancer that he knew about, but that he didn't tell anyone about, instead choosing to confide in his bar buddies at the White Eagle and Dan's Barn Grill. It was the year my mother graduated from community college and enrolled full-time at Wesleyan to complete her bachelor's degree. It was a precarious time in our household, and when the offer came to live with someone else's family, my mother packed me off to the Bullocks. Three days a week, Nan, in her 1968 dark green Mercedes with the curves and the chrome, or maybe the old Jeep with the canvas top, picked me up after school. Sometimes we'd go shopping, and sometimes we'd go to a doctor's office or for a haircut. My job was to entertain Suzanne, two and a half, and Ella, six months, while Nan did her errands and her chores. And when she came out of Russell's Meat Market, she had fancy decorated cookies for the girls, sometimes elephants or clowns or piggies, and there was always one for me. My mom didn't shop at Russell's Meat Market. It was too expensive, and the A&P sold perfectly good pork chops and cube steak, too. After shopping or doctor's appointments, we'd head home, the girls having their late afternoon nap on the leather seats of the car, and Mrs. Bullock asking me about school, and we talked quietly about my day for the 15-minute ride back to the house. My favorite snacks were always stocked at the house when I babysat. Goldfish crackers and ruffled potato chips and Pepsi. Before they went out for another political fundraiser, Mrs. Bullock would make dinner for the three of us. She never believed me when I lied and said I ate at home. In advance of my tenure at their house on top of Mount Archer, she quizzed my mother about all my favorite foods and never served anything I didn't like. It was a wonderful fish and spinach-free six years. When I traveled with them, ham sandwiches were packed with the tuna, cold cans of Pepsi or iced tea in my own thermos next to the girls' containers of milk and apple juice. 
The Bullocks were a perennial party giver and fundraiser family. Because the house was so large, two houses really, with one large bedroom, the one I stayed in when I stayed over, which was often connecting the two, the kids and I had the other side of the house to play in while a political cocktail party happened just doors away. Before guests arrived and while the girls were napping, I helped in the kitchen. It was my job to wrap the cheese pastry around the Spanish olives and line them up like little soldiers on the baking tray. The hot hors d'oeuvres, along with the sharp cheddar cheese bite and the rich, salty, pimento-stuffed olive, were my favorite of all of the nibblies that were served at these parties. After the olives were ready, I dressed the girls and myself for the party. They had matching gray corduroy jumpers that Nan had sewed and pink or white Oxford shirts, white tights, and Mary Janes. I wore a black corduroy jumper and a pink or white Oxford shirt and black low-heeled shoes. We all wore matching headbands in our hair, the girls blonde, my brown. We ate our supper, which consisted of some of everything that everyone else was being served at the party before the grown-ups ate dinner. I brought the girls in to meet the guests. The Bullocks introduced us as our daughters, Ella and Suzanne, and our adored adopted grown-up daughter, Jenny. My own parents never seemed to be as proud as me as my surrogate parents and little sisters. The guests, all assistant kingmakers in our town, praised our matching outfits and our hairdos, and from time to time, I played a sonata or an etude on the piano to a sold-out crowd. For the six years I was the Bullock's nanny, I attended many of these parties, and the girls and I went through many sizes of corduroy jumpers and Oxford cloth shirts. I taught the girls to tie their shoes and ride two-wheelers. I was present for every birthday party, hiding peanuts or Easter eggs all over the yards for hunts and a raising for Christy Swan to bring Shadow up for pony rides. And I learned the recipe of the pastry-wrapped olives by heart. In my own grown-up household, the olives are baked off for every party I have. I've even served them at my wedding at the beach club where the Bullocks were members. They arranged for us to have our reception there after my father offered to give us $100 just to elope. He later said he was kidding. Pastry-wrapped olives. One jar of Spanish olives, rinsed and dried. One cup of flour, one-eighth teaspoon of salt, black pepper, cayenne pepper, one cup sharp grated cheddar cheese, eight tablespoons unsalted butter. Soften the butter and the cheddar cheese. Cream together until well mixed. Add flour and the other dry ingredients. Refrigerate for one hour until well chilled. This is a good time to rinse and dry the olives. Use a tablespoon to scoop out dough, flatten and wrap around the olive. Bake at 475 for eight minutes. Serve warm, not hot. The dough freezes very well for emergency parties. Thank you for listening. For more information about the recipes you've heard here, including author notes, photos, secret tips, and more, please visit twochocolatecakes.com. That's two the word to chocolatecakes.com.